Welcome to the Sippy Girls podcast. Sippy Girls is about the adventures of outdoor sorority sisters. Encouraging women in Mississippi to push their limits. Hey guys, I'm Ivana Williams and we are joined today by Heather Sellers. And Heather, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am definitely a Sippy girl. I was born and raised in Lexington, Mississippi, Holmes County. Moved and married to Alabama. Lived in a couple of other states. And now I am back, strongly planted in this state. So it is so good to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. I was uh, reading some of your stuff before I got in here, you know, all your background. And I told Danny, I was very impressed. Thank you. I was a little nervous. I told him, I was like, should I change and dress up? Because <laughs> I felt like I was in presence of needing to be dressed up just a little bit more. But no, um, I was no. out mowing the yard. The, most of it was dead, but. That's mine too. My yard's awful looking. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just go to the gym afterwards. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, you fun. look great. Well, thank you. I've been playing with my niece today. Today was a fun Sunday. We went to the grocery store. We had Mexican. She loves cheese dip. So we did that and just love being home. I usually travel a lot. So I've been all over this week. So where have you been this week? So I started off um, heading over to Augusta, Georgia. I did not fly because I, there's, I was not going to deal with Delta. So I had to go speak to the Georgia Federated Republican Women did some training for them on social media, hopped back in my car, drove to Biloxi, which is funny because I, it was at the Golden Nugget, and I don't drink, smoke, or gamble, Yeah. so I stayed at the courtyard, but I got to train them for the big election that's coming up for getting out the vote and, and getting people to the polls, so that was what I did for the Mississippi Federation of Republican Women. Okay, so you stay busy. How did you get into doing seminars? So I think if we went back just another step is I kind of married into it. Um, My dad was good friends with Senator Cochran. At the time, I didn't know really what that meant. But he caught the bouquet at my parents' wedding. And he asked me to come intern with him for a summer. And I did. And I met my husband. He asked me to marry him on the third date. (laughs) I said yes. Yeah. And we've still been married 32 years later. So that's how I got into politics. Well, great story. So have you not ever wanted to run yourself? So the secret is I have ran. I have served. I always tell my clients, be careful what you run for. You might get it. I ran for school board. Not yeah. so fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the time, my kids were small, and I really wanted to make a difference with their education. I was very concerned. That was when my daughter, Sarah, was about to go into junior high. I mean, that scares a mom to death. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I can really watch over everything and see what's going on if I'm on the school board. And then I ran for the legislature. I did not win. But I think it was a great thing for me to have a door open and a door closed. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm with my clients, I can really talk about what it feels like. And I know what it feels like to be on that ballot it's not easy right so being on the school board now that all this controversy is going on with school boards and you know what's being taught in school and all that I mean what do you think about that so you know I think COVID really opened up people's eyes to see what their what their children are really learning and what the books what are in their books and and what's the curriculum etc because you know we were stuck at home and you're having to be parent and teacher at that time 
But I saw it a lot earlier, being on the school board. And honestly, as soon as I rolled off the school board, my son became homeschooled. Yeah. (laughs) Real truth. But I think that now, you know, parents are being more empowered. They're coming back and they're really helping um, learn where they're learning more of what their children are being a part of in school. And I think that it's it's good. We're getting back to the basics. Right. So I actually, a funny little story my daughter she is seven. Oh, she asked me great age though what what is three minus three three minus three is, is zero so she tells me she's like no three minus three is one and she goes around the world of how to get to this number and i'm like no it's it's zero it's you know like you've got three things you minus three you got zero anyway i think she was just wrong totally but it just made me think of the what is it common core math yeah and i've heard things like that before so i don't i mean obviously she was just wrong in general but you know it's just one of those things like is that really what they're teaching kids these days yeah and what they are not teaching like the basics of things that they need to learn they're not learning um learning to how to write uh cursive they're not doing that anymore i think it's such an art and they're not learning that. So there's a lot of things in the school system that really does still concern me. I do a lot of school board races still. I just recently was involved in a governor's race in Louisiana. Yay. I was real excited about that one. No runoff. But, you know, um, what I do and I come in contact with people, I can say, hey, I've been a part of this before. I get it. I understand it. And it's, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, it's a chess game, right? Right. So is life. Mm -hmm. So you just have to kind of move ahead and make sure that you have the right pieces and the right moves. So from your, I'm just going to get some advice from you. I'd love, I'd love to try to help. So if somebody were to run for office or they want to in the future, do they, is it okay for them to say, yes, that's my future goals to run for office? Or is it supposed to be? You know, is that taboo to say what you're going to do in the future or what you want to do? So should it be something that's hush-hush or is it okay for you to say, yeah, this is what I want to do in the future? So I always tell my clients to start immediately. There's no, there's one thing I can't give them back, it's time. And there, it's okay if you one day want to be in office. And I tell them that. I mean, get to know people. Find it, it may not be this office, Like, I never thought I'd be on school board. I did it for my children. But, you know, you never know what doors are going to open. And there may be a door that you think you want to go through, but there's another office that you're better at. I was, you know, explaining earlier, I have a client that she ran for the legislature. Well, she's an attorney. She's now going to run for probate judge. It is perfect. She will be fantastic at that. So sometimes in the journey of politics, you find your way. You just don't always know when you're ready and what doors will open and what doors may close that then you find another door. So, right. And I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, it's no uh, secret. I have mentioned before that I do want to run for office. I don't know exactly what it is or when, but don't run for school board. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely uh, check that off. That one's a, a no-go for me. So I do want to do that one day. But again, I don't know how, when or where or anything like that. But I've had people that actually tell me like, 
Oh, you shouldn't tell people that. Well, you serve now. Look what you do. You know, you, I mean, back the blue. I'm so grateful, you know, keeping people safe and taking care of people. Yeah. And that's the reason I want to go into office is because in my job right now, it's all about public service or it should be anyway. And then Mm -hmm. the same thing with being in that political realm, you need to be more public servant oriented Mm -hmm. and want to help the general public. And that's what I want to do. So you know, whether it's 10, 15 years down the road or five years down the road what or four years, whatever it might be, that's just something that if the timing's right, if that door's open, then I want to actually go and make a run for it. Well, I will be, you have my number now. Call me. I definitely will call you. <laughs> it's fun watching candidates. Like, um, I have really grown a relationship with candidates, whether they're elected or not. I want to always, my big thing is, of course, I want my win record to be good. Right. But you know what I look at? Would you call me again if you ran for office if you didn't if you didn't win? Right. Or if you did win, would you still call me again? That is where my success rate is. Because if I can help people across that journey, it is tough. It is really hard. When it starts getting a little bit hot in the kitchen, it's hard. And I'm the one that gets the call. And I'm just trying to talk them off the ledge or talk the spouse off the ledge Mm -hmm. and just keep moving because the voters make the final decision they don't always get it right right but you have to put the best message and the best information in front of them so they'll do the one thing which is this right check that box with your name on it so you get to travel a lot and get to uh, see or get a lot Mm -hmm. of clients and all that so is there anything other than the political realm that you actually get to travel for? What do you... I do. I, you know, I I travel for Leadership Institute. And it is a group that was started 40 years ago by Morton Blackwell. He's in his 80s now. And his organization, it's a 501c3 group. And we do training all over. So this weekend coming up, I'll be in Rhode Island. The next weekend, I'll be in Oklahoma, Tulsa, and then Oklahoma City. And then I'm going to Arizona. So I get to travel all over for that organization where I'll meet people that are running for office and I help train them. Mm whether it be on social media, whether it be really helping them with their get out the vote plan, or it could be just learning how to build their message. And so I am what in the group that's called the Grassroots Division. And so I'm a consultant for them. And I love it. I've been working for them for over six years. And um, I would recommend anyone look up leadership, um, look up um our group.org and um, go in and, and find out any information that might be online or come to one of our classes. And what is the website that they can? So it's Leadership Institute. I didn't finish that. I'm sorry. Thank you. Leadershipinstitute.org. Mm-hmm. And you can go on the website and you can find out all kinds of classes that are pre-recorded or classes that are going to be live coming to you. Or if there is maybe a a Zoom or a a webinar that we're going to have. Well, that's very interesting. So I have no way in the world would I have thought that I would be here on a podcast, you know, 12 years ago. So I started out my career as a dispatcher for Mississippi College. And I went from there to Madison PD as a patrolman, went through the academy. I have four kids, so I would have to get in and out of of law enforcement. Went back, went to Hines Community College Police Department, got out, uh, got my master's in Homeland Security, and then uh, stayed out for a little bit, had my daughter, that's my fourth baby, 
and then worked at Brandon PD for a little over a year before I became a state trooper. So I have always been in, you know, some type of law enforcement. And then I started doing stuff on the side to just try to make a little extra money. Mm-hmm. Started with, you know, painting cups and all that. And so going from law enforcement to painting cups on the side, and now I have a podcast and, you know, a couple businesses on the side along with my law enforcement career, I never would have thought. Yeah. But what I would love to do is go into more public speaking because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the last avenue of, you know, being out of that comfort zone because I used to be really shy and secure and would never have talked to people if I just if I just didn't have to. Right. And now I love it. And I really want to go talk to large audiences just to get comfortable with that and more familiar with how to say certain things at certain times and, you know, just do public speaking right. in general. So all the stuff that you were saying, I should have had a notepad and <laughs> wrote it down because I need to write, look up that, uh, that I'll website. I'll leave it for you before I leave. Okay, good. So for, for what you're saying is, you know, it's life experiences, mm-hmm. right? And so I find with anyone that I'm talking with, it's like, what do you, where, what's that next chapter? Because we're all like a book. We have, you know, here, like I just started off saying, hey, I'm a Holmes County girl from Lexington, Mississippi, but I've traveled around and now I'm back. And so it's finding like your story and finding out who you're you're wanting to reach out to, what you're wanting to do. And if you're doing something that you love, you'll be successful. Right. And I do. I love the job I'm at. I love to be a public servant. I love to, you know, if I do have to give somebody a citation, well, at that time, I feel like it's the only way that's going to get them to slow down and be safe. Right. Or I don't give them that citation and I get to talk to them for a second about, hey, it's it's dangerous to go this fast or why are you speeding? And I've had stories of people, you know, well, I'm speeding because I had to drop off my kids and I just realized, you know, that they don't have any running water and we're, they're late for school and they need to go to school. They're 16, 17 years old. So I had to drive 30 minutes away, go pick them up, go back, you know, home. And that was the only place that that was safe at the time for them to stay at. And I mean, how do you give somebody a ticket for that? You know? And, but I was put in that position at that time to pull them over, to listen to their story, to say, you know what? I'm not going to give you a citation. In fact, um, let me help you. Yeah. You know, there's a service. So whatever I can do, I try to, I try to help. More right. than, you know, and I mean, sometimes it, helping is and that's arresting the epitome somebody, of what you know? law enforcement and my thoughts are. Yeah. And you know, we teach children, go find a police officer if you are lost or if you're needing someone or this is the authority that can help you. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I mean, I, I can't imagine you could write a book. I'll help you <laughs> of the stories because of the people that you come in contact and just to be able to help them. There's such need out there. There is. And I think that sometimes we we get lost in the fact that, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, big and macho in our job. And we don't realize that we're humans, too. And, and a lot of the general public doesn't realize it because we have that persona to uphold. Of, like, we are supposed to be the elite, you know? Right. And you are just human and they're doing the same thing that you would do if you were late or you had to take your kids somewhere, you know, so like have some, you know, courtesy. It's peeling back that onion and seeing where the core is and what's going on with someone. Now I'm not going to say when I first graduated uh, 
uh, the academy, I wasn't like, oh, nobody's going to speed, you know? Yeah. But once you get past that, and especially during COVID, I realized, like, why am I giving people citations when they can barely even put food on their table? Yeah. You know, I'm going to make them pay for something that they can't even afford. They don't have a job right now, you know? So it kind of put a lot of realization to my job. Yeah. As I'm not here to write these all these tickets. I'm here to help people. Right. And then, you know, that's why I want to get into, you know, the political realm is to help people. It just is a different And that's some that it, it's so needed. It's it's someone like you that truly wants to serve because that's the hard part of my job is seeing people that just want the position. Right. And there's a difference mm-hmm. of the people that want to serve and want to help others versus want the title mm-hmm. for the power. Right. And that's the same thing with law enforcement. I mean, you would be surprised by it. But, you know, when somebody has that badge and gun, they think they're, you know, I hate to use this phrase, but they think they're God and they can do what they want. Well, you still have to do your job in the realm of that law. And if you don't, you're no better than anybody else. And so I I think it's the same thing in any job. I mean, some people even take management jobs, not because they want to see the business do better. But they want to be able to be the boss of somebody. Right. You know? So I think it's really like a servant's heart that is more uh, appropriate for different type of positions, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's hard. But, you know, once you find it and you know who's here and who's there, you kind of know. You know where things are. And and you kind of learn that person, your people. These are the people you want to be around more than these people. Right. So. And so, I mean, I just, I like to change and you never know where God might lead you. So I'm always open for new ideals and options and what else is out there. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do what I've already thought of several campaigns I could help (laughs) you with. (laughs) Well, we definitely need to talk. (laughs) Oh, we've got a, we've got a future for you. (laughs) Just tell me when you're ready. Well, so, so some of the stuff you were talking about. Uh So, um, public speaking, Mm -hmm. I was definitely interested in maybe at, I actually thought about somehow, combining my law enforcement experience and teaching you know most chiefs or sheriffs about what it's like to be in law enforcement as a female because there are more women entering the you know career path of uh, first responder and a lot of men are already in that position of you know chiefs and sheriffs and higher ups so they don't know what it's like to have a female you know on a shift they don't know what is needed what's not what you know, what can you say to them, what you, you can't. And so I want to be able to, like, offer that expertise to these sheriffs and these chiefs and with, you know, some type of leadership type class. But I haven't figured that all the way out yet. I've well, been it sounds about it. like you're getting there because when there's a need, that's where you want to go into where there's a need. There's not saturation already there. So if there's a need, then I definitely say look into that yeah. for you. Well, I was talking to a chief and he had, he's three or four women that work for him. And he hired this, uh, this lady that does a podcast and I looked her up and I was like, well, she doesn't have a whole lot of following. You know, she doesn't get a lot of, you know, views and stuff like that. Why, what makes her, I know this sounds bad, but what makes her so special right. for him to hire her? And he's like, well, the girls, he's talking about the one that, women that work for him. He's like, well, the girls love her. And so I, I hired her to come speak to, you know, my department and anybody other department that wants to come listen, they can. And so that's what made me start thinking, 
if he's looking for something or right. other women in law enforcement are looking for something, what are they looking for and how can I accommodate that to be in that position of leadership or public you can speaking? can be that role model. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's why I started looking into that. But mm-hmm. you also said something about um, social media. Yeah. And I try to tell people all the time, and I've been doing social media, you know, five or six years as far as like really actively trying to grow my audience. And because I started selling stuff, you know, about yeah. 10 years ago. And social media has been a tremendous asset when it comes to selling and, you know, marketing your brand. And over the past couple of years, it's just been really growing uh, it makes it so easy to tell people. I mean, like, um, love being on your show. This is my first podcast to be on. I know all about podcasts, but I've not been on one. So, you know, it to be able to look it up and to be able to see. So I may be more Facebook. You, someone else may be more Instagram. But if you have all of those social media channels and you're working them, you're reaching a wider audience. Right. And that is what the class I had on Friday was a lot of the older ladies, they were like, ah, you know, I get what Twitter, which is now X, is. Or, oh, I get what my granddaughter's doing now on Instagram. I mean, all of that really kind of made sense to them. But it's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. It's constantly reaching out to people, but it's getting them to engage back. Right. Yes. And that's where you then can go in and look at the algorithms. You can look at your sales. You can look at what people like and what's trending. I mean, it's it's so interesting to see things that are trending now mm-hmm. opposed to what were trending then, um, you know, even a year or a month ago. I mean, we're look, we're coming up to the holiday season. Right. I mean, everybody is about to try to get someone to buy their product or their brand. Right. This is this this is when the birds are flying, right? Well, it was just very interesting that you know you're going around the country and talking about mm-hmm. social media, and so I've been trying to talk to my department, you know over the years about why I do certain things and same thing with, you know, my ex-husband. Right. Um, unfortunately he did not really see what I was doing. He thought it was more about just, uh, trying to get attention. Right. right. And so I've been trying to tell not only him, but other people that want to listen to what, Hey, why are you always on social media? Well, it's because you have to constantly engage with your audience in order for that like you said, the algorithm for you to keep popping up. So then you have, you can gain more followers. And I mean, now I'm actually getting like, I don't get paid a whole lot, but that meta business, Mm -hmm. like I'm getting paid to, you know, post reels and pictures and all that. And so just for you guys out there, every time you like click on it, you know, or comment, Hey, please keep doing that. After the show, I'll go click some more. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to just keep it rolling, you know, that, that works too. So, um, but it no. makes a difference. So while I was watching some, because my guilty pleasure is TikTok, uh-huh. yeah. know that I am a voyeur of TikTok. I'm not literally posting anything on TikTok, yeah. but I saw something with you on TikTok. Will you explain <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what were y'all thing. laughing so much about the straw? <laughs> what so, is yeah, this? Me, all right. So hang <laughs> All right, so uh, I actually had a couple of people send me a message about that. They're like, are you serious? You, you Y'all just made you me laugh up. so hard. Just listen to the two of you laughing. Yeah. <laughs> had me laughing. So it really is. So me and Ashley Jones, we were on um, a podcast a while uh-huh. back, and we are talking about straw. So paper straw for me, and she does stuff with the plastic straws. So, like, I don't know what it is, but I will, you know, of course, have my straw. And by the way, I never mentioned, but... You can know my cup because I always chew on the straw. But anyway, I 
cannot seem to ever uh, throw away the straw. I cannot just throw it away. <laughs> I have to constantly roll it up. And this is what I mean. She's like, oh, well, I fold it. It's so me. I roll it up. I can't. My kids will have it like crinkled because they Look, like. I'm doing this, <laughs> watching you. <laughs> so my kids crinkle it because they blow it at each other, you know? Okay. I know that trick. And I will still grab theirs and like start crumbling it up. So at my table, when I have all my kids around, you will see all these little like balls of paper. And it's because I cannot, for whatever reason, I cannot just throw it away. And so me and Ashley, we didn't know that about each other. And I was like, yeah, I just, I can't throw it away. Like afterwards, I can yeah. throw it away, but I cannot just, I don't know what it is. I can't just let it go. So, so. I was laughing so hard because <laughs> as a kid, I remember getting it and then getting it really small and then putting water on it. Uh, let it because it I'm older. I have a brother and a sister and I'm older. Uh-huh. And be like, y'all watch this. It's a worm. <laughs> and they would watch it, and you'd put water on it from the straw, and yep. it would grow. And then, yep. I mean, we ended up, like, just, like, cleaning out the waitress's straws that she would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but and we were entertained. So, that's my, this is my OCD behind the straw thing. Do you then I'm, throw it at no, your kids? Yeah, no, no, I don't do, not, that. You don't do that. That, I'm not that, you know. Okay. <laughs> not a spitball. No, okay. they will make spitballs, though. They uh, will um, start tearing theirs up and then making it. But, yes, I... The straw thing. I just, I can't let it go. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to think about you next time okay. when I have the straws and I'm doing the worm. Uh-huh. And then, you know, somebody, <laughs> I forgot who it was. I don't know. It wasn't you. It was somebody else. And I was out to lunch and they had heard that podcast and they picked it up and I was like, I can't, I yeah. can't help it. I <laughs> And so, I mean, a couple of people have actually watched that. So, uh, I guess that's, it's something that's there. the new thing uh-huh. now. <laughs> but the other thing is the straw. Like, I can't, I can't drink through a regular straw. I have to chew it. I just, I have, like, you know. Well, you, then you would hate to be in Washington, D.C. when they have the oh, paper. paper. Oh, I oh, hate yeah. the paper straws. Like, really, does that save the world? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm all about doing good things for the environment, uh-huh. but that's over the top. That you know, ruins my drink. Yeah, I I don't, I'm sure, I don't know who's a Trump fan and who's not and all that, but he did say something that was kind of funny. He was saying, you know, like the world wants, you know, eco-friendly jet fuel and, you know, mm-hmm. engines. And he's like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Let's have eco-friendly jets while we're blowing up people. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it did make yeah. sense. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, the same thing with what you're saying is, you know, you got paper straws, but yet, you know, you cover it with plastic or, know. you know, or something like that. So I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. The uh, 2020, the COVID and all that, yeah. right? Yeah, you have made people, us really look at things. You have people that you have to wear a mask to yeah. walk through the restaurant. But then you could take the mask off right. to sit down. Right. So the COVID did not hit you if you were sitting down. Or are you going through Walmart? and When they closed the dog parks, I was out. I said, okay, wrap it up. <laughs> Let's go. Get your suitcases out. We're going home to Mississippi, uh-huh. and we never left. I yeah. mean, I just could not live in D.C. where dog parks were closed. Mm-hmm. People looked at you like you were nuts if you were, like, outside. And they yeah. were double masking in their cars. Yeah, and by I themselves. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just tell you, I think it, it really helped us learn some things about society and about ourselves. I mean, it definitely did for me, and it brought me home, which is good. Yeah. Well, I have realized, I mean, even before then, but, you know, a lot of people just follow the mm-hmm. lead. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm kind of a, I feel like I'm a trendsetter. Or, uh, oh, you definitely you know, are. I don't like, 
I don't like breaking the rules. I've I follow the rules. Well, you're but law enforcement. The, you you follow the rules. You but know the, the rules, it, but at the same time, you I get did. to break the rules. You don't get arrested. Well, hang on. <laughs> so I went into Walmart during COVID, and um, my son was with me, and it was right after they made you wear a mask, or maybe right after where they allowed you to some places you can wear it, some places you, I don't know, I can't remember. But I walked in there with my son, and I didn't have a mask on. I refused to wear a mask. It was it was dumb in my mm-hmm. book, and especially like I could understand if it was like the Black Plague and every I wouldn't even be at Walmart if that was the mm-hmm. case. Um, but I go into Walmart, didn't have the mask on, and I'm walking around, and this lady comes comes around, and she's like, uh, "Security is coming to get you." I was like, "For what?" And she says, "You don't have a mask on." I said, "It's okay. Like that's my decision." And my son, he's like, my mom's the state trooper. And I was like, no, 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 no. My badge is bigger than yeah, their badge. I was, I was like, don't, don't say that. You know, that's, don't do that. But like, it was just, so I, just, I don't try to break any rules or anything, but that was one time I was like, this is just think for yourself. I'm right. always telling people think outside the box. Well, and I think that's one thing like you're talking about. It's like people get so wrapped up on things that really aren't as important. Like what is it in your life? Like there you may have this goal, but you know, God has a plan and laughs at you and swings you this way, mm-hmm. but it's okay. I mean, as long as you are firmly planted and you get to kind of swing back and forth a little bit, but you have that basis. And so for me, mine is God, babies, and guns. Like, I mean, you know, and being in the political world, I want people to know, like, I have such a faith and I want to make sure they have faith. And I want to make sure that they, you know, believe in family and believe in, you know, our, our future which is you know the baby's part and then obviously we back the blue and um being a hunter and you know a a sports person I want to be able to have my guns I mean I don't want not out of my dead cold hands and you know one thing I will say I'm proud of my husband is he worked for NRA Mm -hmm. and he ran um Institute for Legislative Affairs way back before they did the A plus or A minus or whatever the ratings is that, that NRA gives you now but you know back then it was like just don't take our guns away and now I'm just looking at like society going seriously it's not the guns it's the person that she's in right and you know since I own a gun store now I don't know all the things I I do have Mm -hmm. a guy who is the manager for the store Mm -hmm. so he runs it while I, I work you know on the road I'm trolling but I have realized that there's so many different uh, restrictions in different states you know like some states you can't have the magazine in the gun and or some places you've got to have the gun and then the magazine somewhere else completely separate and what's the point of like how's you know yeah. uh yeah. it some states you can't have a certain amount of magazines and it's just like you know where does it end type thing like so we recently went on a moose hunt i'm gonna tell you a really mm-hmm. fast quick story no please go ahead so we go on a moose hunt <laughs> across to Canada. Mm-hmm. So we get the gun, they look at it in Jackson at JAN that I fly out of a lot, Jackson Airport, and we get to Canada and the guy first of all they wouldn't let us go then we had to get the gun and retrieve it and then we had to go back through customs. So we get there and they're like we won't take the gun for eight your your flight isn't for another 8 hours. We can't take it except 4 hours before you fly. And I'm like so what are we supposed to do? Walk around Canada with a seven mag? 
And we did. We just went around Canada and saw, you know, where we were. But anyway, the point is, when we got there to give it, to let them take it through, they would not, they were like, is there, how many bullets are in there and what's in it? And asked us all these questions when it was about to go on the plane. But the guy was like, don't open it. I don't want to see it. And I'm like, Well, wait, how do you know what we're telling you is true? Yeah. It, it, you're right. There's so many different across state lines. And here it's it's very um, it, it's very hard sometimes to know what the rule, rule is and what the rule isn't. So Right. And I mean, I have people that are traveling through Mississippi and they'll send me messages and they'll say, what's the law on having a gun? You know, can I have it on me? And I'm like, it just makes me realize like there's so many other states out there that don't have the freedom like they should have but they don't have the freedom like Mississippi does so that's why I feel you on moving back home I love Mississippi I I thought I always wanted to move out and uh it didn't work out but I'm glad it didn't yeah because that's that that's that chapter you don't know where that next chapter is but look where you are in that chapter right and I always tell people along that line is that I, I don't regret anything that's ever happened, mm-hmm. good or bad, because mm-hmm. bad teaches me a lesson, and the good, of course, promotes me to do other uh, good things in life, you know? So I don't regret anything, but I'm glad I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. And, I, I mean, who knows where I would have been if, if one thing would have changed, but... And you never know what out. what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. I've already got lots of good plans for you, though. Well, good. I mean, <laughs> I want to hear more about this moose hunt. And yeah, so um, my sister's husband was unfortunately killed in a plane crash, and before he uh, passed, he had had a moose trip that he wanted to go on with his his twin brother, and so um, obviously he didn't claim the remainder of the trip. Um, and so, uh, it was a Jim Shockey hunt. And so Jim Shockey reached out to her, his team did and said, look, we now have seen what's happened. Would you like to, you know, for us to reimburse you? And she's like, oh no, I want to go on the hunt. Yeah. (laughs) And so uh, it was a sister trip. It had been a twin brother trip and it turned into a sister trip and we went and we had a phenomenal time. Now it is the coldest I've ever been. Okay. (laughs) Um, and it was September. So I cannot imagine, but it was just beautiful. It's just when you imagine what is the prettiest of the mountains, you wake up and you're on a lake with these um, in a log cabin. And um, it's just we we rode around in these like tank vehicles like they're just amazing. They just are they have eight wheels and they can go over anything. But the thing about the tundra and the thing about the outside is it's all rocks. And so you can't go real fast. If you do, you start shaking like this as you're driving but it was just beautiful but when we got there I was like okay so no cell phone for eight days (laughs) I tried to plan myself to decompress but once you're there you do you really do and it was it was something that I look back on it and I'm like wow that I'm glad I didn't know everything Mm -hmm. on the trip like but we went and my sister killed a beautiful moose I'm so proud you're gonna need to have her come on the show and let her I don't want to steal it her show on it but as the sister I'm extremely proud of her I'm extremely proud of the hunt and just to have been able to be a part of it Um, it was just a beautiful territory that we went to the Northwest Territory Jim Shockey's group is amazing and um, it was just it was cold 
very cold. Yeah. Um, I thought I was prepared. Mississippi shelves, even though we bought brand name things or I did, uh, they don't have 30 below. They don't have 30 below outfits all the time and, and clothing. Yeah. So I'm prepared now for the next anytime we do something like this but or that. But it was just it was one of those trips like you fly in on a, a plane that lands on the water and it was just great. And um, the only way to get out is a plane. Well, that's pretty fun. We I mean, that sounds interesting, exciting. Um, so for me, you know, a lot of people are like, do you even hunt? Because, you know, yeah. here I am. Do I, you? So I started Sippy Girls. Um, yes. And a lot of women have now got on board and they want to see it grow and they want to do different things and have an adventure and they want to be adventurous with other women. Right. And, you know, just in a safe environment. And, you know, majority of them are married or have a significant other. And so for them, it's either they have to wait on their spouses to go to a deer camp mm-hmm. or to go out hunting somewhere else in a different state, or they just can't go, right? Mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, I, I see it. You know, you don't want your significant other being around a bunch of other men. So this is a way for them yeah. to be able to go out without their spouses and to be around a bunch of women. So it's that camaraderie that, you know, we're building. But, um, no, I've actually, I started out, you know, I went to wildlife extravaganza last year and I was a gun expert on the women's panel and I just started listening to everybody and how they, they love to hunt. It was just different backgrounds of women and, you know, that's where the ideal from for Sippy Girl started. Yeah. Um, but no, me personally, I have, I've gone on an elk hunt. <gasps> I have. It was not my tag, so I didn't get to, you know, shoot yeah. elk or anything, but just yeah. the experience of being there. So yeah. I'm more of the adventurer, you know, like I, I, am I would too. Like I was hunt, excited. But, my sister went, yeah, but I was the same way. I got just as much fulfillment. Right. Like I was crying when she killed. Anyway, I'll let her tell the story yeah. if you ever have her on. But I mean, I was just so happy to support her. Yeah, I get yeah, it. It was. So who did you go with? So I just went with a friend of mine friend. and okay. uh, it was a group of guys mm-hmm. and you know, they even said, do you, are you okay with coming out with a group of guys? I was like, I work with all guys, yeah. so, you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, so just the experience behind it was amazing. What state? It was in New Mexico. <gasps> yeah. So I got oh. to go there never heard and I never even got hunting. You were elk in New Mexico. And got to hear them bugle. Oh, I yeah. felt like, and I, this sounds silly, but I felt like I was in the movie Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, you know, hearing all of them early morning, you can't see anything, you know, you got to try to like, you know, walk up on them, find them. It's just, it was just a great experience. And then having all the mountains around and just beautiful scenery and just all around. It was and amazing. did y'all have elk for dinner? I had, we had elk burger. Good. So the place we stayed at, they had some elk and I got to try elk burger and, uh, it was just the whole adventure behind it. And so that's why Sippy Girls, I really want to see it grow. And we want to just do more adventures. So we actually, we have been given a marlin fishing trip. <gasps> oh. Now it's a catch and release, but it's okay. still. Yeah. It's uh, to Guatemala. And uh, nice. so mad marlin. So if anybody's looking, that's uh, somebody who's going to help us out with that. And we're kind of tr- doing a trade. So we're going to, you know. Market his uh, Mad Marlin company. I want and, to hear uh, more about that. Oh yeah, I'd love to get Marlin. I'm fishing. I'm excited. I've never been outside the country. Oh and, yeah, I've never been deep sea fishing. Get you so. a passport so you can yeah. start traveling. Well, I have a passport. Okay, good. So my brother actually he got married. I think a year ago. Mm-hmm. It, uh, this past two years have just flown by, but I think it was a year ago. 
and it was in Cancun. Oh. And so I got a yeah. passport. I never ended up going. Oh, okay. Because it was. You said you'd never gone. Okay. So this. It was one of those, and he, I'm sure he still is mad at me, <laughs> but um, it was either go for you know, four days by myself or go for a week with my kids to like Destin or something like that. And, you know, the being a single mother, I'm like, mm, I probably kids. should. Yeah, yeah. I need to go with the kids and all that. Right. So I didn't go with him to Cancun. So this Guatemala trip will be my first trip outside it's, the country. You're, oh, I'm excited yes. for you. Well, I want to hear about it and see if you have some more openings. I'd oh, love yeah. to go. Definitely. And then we, you know, but we're trying to look for more things yeah. like that. More people that want us to come out and, you know, go hunt or fish, or hike, or, you know, anything. It's yeah. not just hunting and fishing yeah, for right. Sippy Girls. It's anything. Um, you know, NASCAR, if you are, <laughs> if you're listening, I would love to drive. I do, you know, I have gone through a class in driving, so, you know, that might not be uh, such a bad deal for you guys. It, it well, I be. just drove by Talladega, so well, I, I had would driven love- my car around it when really? I was on the executive committee. Senator um, Shelby at the time paid for all the members to drive their cars, and I was the one that wanted to pass the race, the pa- um, the pace car. Uh, I was like right there driving, <laughs> like it was so exciting. I just want to see the the stadium, yeah. I guess, because like so. What I was told is the track; it's like almost and not vertical, it's but very it's very steep. steep. Yeah, it's and very steep. It look, was like a roller coaster. So fun! I want to do that. We so def- we have so much to talk to about after. <laughs> Well, okay, so I know that your partner does a lot of gator hunting. So yes. um, I told you a little bit about my rash burn from yes. my gator hunt. Go ahead and tell um, me. So my gator hunt was so much fun. Like that is something that I had always wanted to do because I do races in Louisiana. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, we'll take you down to come on down. We'll get you some boudin. <laughs> we'll bring you. And nobody signed me up for a gator hunt. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm finding a gator hunt. And so I did. And we took the whole family. We had such a good time. Had my niece on the boat, a 12-foot, 2-inch gator. Boom. Yeah. I'm so proud of it. It's being tanned now. And it was just so fun just being in the way they do it in Louisiana is different in Mississippi because in Louisiana they can put the hooks out with the chicken right. thighs and all. And so you, you come up, you can tell if there's a gator there or not, but you don't know how big it's going to be. Right. And I mean, they can turn your boat over. They can come up under, you know, and still they're dangerous and vicious. But yeah. it was so fun. I would so do it again. It was just the crowd, the guys that were there that were running the camp were hilarious like just total Cajuns Mm -hmm. and um, it was just a fun event that we had the whole family there we had my sister and my daughter and all the children Aunt Linda and Mary Margaret I mean and her baby like it was like as I said oh you just came down here and had a family reunion I'm like of course it kills some gators (laughs) so I went on one gator hunt okay Um, tell me now again I did not get to shoot the gator because we had some tags, but we it was what they had told me. It's it was like a seven foot and under tag, and then one that was like seven and above. So we caught one that was seven two, mm-hmm. seven feet two inches. Um, but we we're gonna try to get a bigger one, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna mention whose <laughs> boat I went on, just in case this was one of those. Yeah, we won't get it. Have uh-huh. it on record. So they asked me. They're like, "How can you tell if it's a male or female?" And I was like, I, I don't know. You tell me. This is my first time, right? Right. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to be appropriate here. I don't know. So um, 
they said, well, you got to kind of finger the bottom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom. Yeah. And I was like, you're lying. Like, dude, there's got to be some, you can look at the teeth or the nose or something or the eyes, something, right? They're like, no, you have to like stick your finger in there and see if there's something hard or yeah. there's not. I was like, I think this is a setup, you know, like, because I was like, yeah, whatever. So I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, we got to do it. I'm the adventurer here. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And they like videoed me. The, they were smirking. I'm like, I don't think this is how you do it. And so I get up and I'm still nervous and they just grab my finger and they stick it in. I'm like, oh, and they're like, did you feel anything hard? I was like, no, they're like, it's a female. And yeah. anyway, afterwards they laughed at me the entire time. And I was like, well, that was I felt a little violated. <laughs> a little violated. <laughs> or I violated the, you know, the, the gator. gator, you know. They're uh, so fun, though, in Louisiana. Just, yeah. uh, was this Mississippi, though? It was. It was okay, it was Mississippi. So it wasn't my, my okay. tag. I didn't get the tag. I just got to go and It's different hunting. In, I mean, it's tough because yeah. you have to, like, go out there and call them. In uh-huh. Mississippi, we had been a couple of times. It's, it's like fishing in Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. And they hit the poles and... Like you throw it, out a hook, but it's really us mm-hmm. on a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It's um, a whole different kind of... I mean, Louisiana, I felt like we were cheating, but that's the way they do it in Louisiana. Right. They put the chicken out and... And they, they have a longer hunting season. They do. And, you know, of course, they have more gators than yeah. Mississippi does. But Mississippi, what caught their biggest record is like 14 feet. Yeah, that was incredible. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just 12. But I mean, watching that and seeing all that on Facebook, I was like, okay, I'm getting a gator hunt. Yeah. I'm going. And we did. We had so much fun. So I, I definitely want to do that again. And, you know, we took a picture, you know, yeah. I saw, I, it's catch and release basically, but I was able to take a picture. They wrapped up the, the mouth and all that. And I like, they said, all right, just get on top of the gator and you hold down the gator. Yeah. The, the face or the, the snout or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, if it starts shaking, just hold it down harder. I was like, hurry up and take this picture. <laughs> But feeling it, I never have felt a gator yeah. before. It was actually a lot softer, you know, than, than I thought the boots it would. Or yeah. the purse or yes. the wall. Yeah. Like, and then underneath, it, you know, breathing and stuff. And it just was very soft. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, this is something different. It was, again, it was, goes back to that adventure of it. It was magical. You know, I never would have thought I would be on top of a gator yeah. <laughs> taking a picture, you know? <laughs> but. I definitely admire you for actually getting one. I want to do uh, another gator hunt. I want to yeah. go on a bear hunt, moose. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever have an hey, opportunity. all those try- other chapters are left, mm-hmm. so you can keep doing it. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. We actually, um, so something that's not hunting, fishing. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's more of just a venture and just a know cool aspect mm-hmm. of everything. So, a friend of mine yesterday, he was in town. He has a helicopter. And I had already told him that I wanted to recreate this picture, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was a girl with, like, you know, an AR, and she's walking through some fields, and the, he had the helicopter in the background. I was, and so he called me yesterday, and I was supposed to go help Danny in the concession stands. And uh, he texts me. He's like, hey, you think you can be at the airport in about two hours with somebody to take these pictures? I was like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me organize family and everything right. else. So I, I was able to get my mother to come over, watch my kids. I was able to get Megan from Sippy Girls to come and do the photography. Yeah. And we all, we met out at the uh, airport and started taking some pictures and we turned out, it turned out great shots. Good. I was texting Danny. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I had to go. <laughs> but I mean, something like that, you just never know. Right. You got to, out of the blue, jump on something like that. Right. Good for you. And he was so sweet. Did so you go up in the okay helicopter and they took you somewhere? I have, I have been in the helicopter. Not that specific yeah. one, but I've been in one with my department. And just kind of, because they have to do like flights to right. practice and training and all that. So I was just in the area one time, it was a couple of years ago. And I was like, hey, can I get a ride and just go kind of, you know, look around and, you know, be in a helicopter. And they're like, yeah, come on. So I've been in uh, my department's helicopter. And then I also was at one for, I was on a mounted patrol detail. Oh. And uh, the military had a helicopter there that we actually got to ride in. And so I've, I've been in some helicopters before. I, I was not in his the other day. He had a very short window to do this. Mm-hmm. That was another thing. We had about 30 minutes to take this picture before That's he great. had to go do what he had to do. Yeah. So, um, but I did get to go try to help out in the concession stand with Danny and he was very gracious and he said, you know what? That's one once in a lifetime type opportunity. So yay for Danny helping you. Right. Good friend of mine. He's like, Oh, I get it. You, you you did what you needed to do. He thought it was pretty cool. So, um, and that type thing, I love to do that. So anything, any adventure, like when we go to Guatemala, we're not only going to do the marlin fish, but there's a volcano there. There's, you know, zip lines there through the oh, forest. Yeah. It's and- beautiful. I've not been to Guatemala, mm-hmm. but I've been to other areas. Um, and it's just it, anywhere when you get further on down in Mexico, it really is pretty. Yeah, it and is. So just any of that, all uh-huh. of that is what I'm excited about. So we went to South Africa and the first of the year, and we ziplined across the ocean. And so Aunt Linda, who is 75 at the time, that was her 75th birthday, was ziplining yeah. across the ocean. And Vivian did it, my four-year-old niece. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we all did. It was so fun. So, you know, you just have to kind of grab things as they come. And we didn't expect that. It just showed up at, at, at a, you know, here's an opportunity, and we all did it. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great pictures. I will say, when you can get the professional photos, do you have someone take yes. those professional? Yes. I mean, because you can try to do those pictures oh, as yeah. you're going. No. Mm-mm. It, it doesn't no, always it work doesn't. that way. So, when she's like, yeah, I can go, I was like, oh, thank God. Because yeah. otherwise, it was good. I took a few just of, like, selfies. I'm like, that doesn't even look good. So, the ones she did, I put on social media. I put one on so far. We kind of leave the other ones to be sporadic because – Back to that social media thing, you got to like keep your audience engaged, so you can't yeah. give them all the stuff. They want to see what once. you're doing, yeah. And that action so, mm-hmm. with the with the music in the background. If yep. you did a TikTok, you know, because I've seen some of your TikToks, yep. they're good. I'm I'm trying. I have not figured out the algorithm there. That's the largest social media platform I have. That I have uh, the most following. I have about fifty nine thousand on that one, mm-hmm. but. All 59,000 do not follow every single picture I or video I post. You so know, it's funny because I when I have clients that do things, I'll think something is going to be really big. Yeah. And then it's not. It's the other thing that really wasn't related to what, I mean, it's just a filler. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that did well. I mean, I'm kind of surprised sometimes. You just, you never can guess exactly what your audience, that's why you have to post as often as you're talking about. Right. And, you just and don't keep know. Them, yeah. You never know. I mean, you never know what's going to go crazy and off the chains. So. Right. So I'm I'm working on all of that. And uh, right now I'm trying to get to 10,000 followers on Facebook because it says that once I get to 10,000, I can get subscribers. Okay. 
have no idea where, what that will mean for me with sub- uh, subscribers, but uh, that's my next goal. So, well, I will say with um, Facebook, you also have to be careful with your posting Mm -hmm. because, you know, they love to be scrutinizing everything. So I had a client that was a plastic surgeon and we showed a tummy tuck and we happened to show a little bit of skin. They were in jail for like a week for inappropriate. I'm like, they're plastic surgery. I can't. So it's very hard for me Mm -hmm. to the, the guns I post. Uh, it's yes. hard for me to do that. I think you had on there, and I laughed because I'm like, oh, I feel you, sister. You yeah. said, how do I post a gun <laughs> without posting a gun to yeah. sell a gun or yeah. something? I'm like, yeah, it, I mean, it, how it do you do that? It doesn't make any sense. But honestly, I think sometimes it's just people that tag it. Right. I think there's just people out there that want to be like little, you know, yeah. meanies, G-rated word. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just they don't have anything else better to do in life, and so mm-hmm. they just... Oh, I'm going to tag that to try to hinder her. And uh, something else that's been going on, um, and it has nothing to do with what we're just talking about. But so I have three cars. I have a, I just bought a Camaro. Oh, um, yeah. It's a beautiful. Is it like, T-tops? It is. Uh, no, it's it's uh, like a race car, rally stripe. Okay. And then it's like a rapid, it's called rapid blue. Okay. So it's in between powder blue and a royal blue. Oh. Very, very pretty. And so I just have, I just bought that and I have my Jeep mm-hmm. and then I have my patrol car. So in my driveway, my kids play basketball. And so I will park, I was parking it in the grass. The grass is already dead anyway. I was parking it on the side of the house. So it's like, nobody can see it, you know, stuff like that. And um, so I actually got a ticket, like a little ticket from the, you know, city I live in. For parking my vehicle on the grass. They, they gave you a yeah, ticket? Yeah, they gave me a ticket, yeah. So oh. I had a call and I was so like, "So you could give them a ticket later." <laughs> <laughs> That's well, so funny. So it was just like, I was just, uh, I know what it's like to park a car on the road. You know, the, yeah, nobody pays attention. It's very dangerous. You know, I actually had a babysitter there, and she her mirror got sideswiped because somebody wasn't paying attention. Right. And so I was trying to park in the grass to not bother anybody get a ticket luckily you know it's you know i call and i'm like hey can you help me out you know with this and they're like yeah just don't park in the grass you can park in the road i'm like but it's dangerous on the road so i parked on the road right Uh parked across the street i get a knock on my door today from the police department some uh an officer and he's like uh i know we're getting a lot of complaints about you know you being on the road i was like what i mean I try to do it in the grass away from Can't any, do it this yeah. way, this way. And my kids need to play basketball yeah. to so, and exert I was, some energy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I was like, I mean, and the guy said that they, the people calling in, they don't want them to know who they are. So they can't go to them and say it's not against any city ordinance and stuff. So I was like, well, I told him, I said, you know, nothing against you, but my kids are playing basketball. I'm trying to clean you know, my yard out and stuff. I don't want my cars getting too dirty. I will move my car as soon as I can. Right. But it's just the whole thing of like, who is calling in? <laughs> who is has enough time to like call in and complain about stuff like that? Have you given any of your neighbors tickets? <laughs> I've arrested one down the street, actually. <laughs> actually, a few of them I've arrested. Just kind of file away. <laughs> Who's doing what? <laughs> But it's just, uh, and I know Danny and me have talked about stuff like that before, but it just makes you like, uh, 
even though you have you have haters and stuff and all yeah. out there all the time, especially being on social media, and right. you, but you just you just got to continue to do what you what you're doing. And so, like the if you go to my Facebook page today, the one of the helicopter pictures, I've said, "Keep doing you." Yeah, keep, you know, good. And that's the perfect uh, feeling I have today. Is like, yeah, I can be because of you know I'm bombarded by like I can't ever do anything right, but yeah. at the same time, I just keep looking forward and I keep doing me. So there's a motivational speaker. Her name is Mel. Don't know her last name, but I see her on Facebook and on TikTok, and she has these little videos, and she said, let them. Just let them. If they don't show up in your life, let them. If they're haters, let them. Don't let it affect you. Let them do them, Mm -hmm. and you do you. And I find that's really good sometimes in what world I live in. It's like I can only control so much yeah and you know even just in life it's just you know we control what we control you're being a good mom you've got your kids playing in the yard you cannot control some others down the street and you just have to do what you do and it doesn't sound like you're doing anything wrong you're 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 you know danged if you do it this way danged if you do it that way so which way yeah well at least this way even though they're complaining and stuff at least this way you're not gonna get tickets am i gonna get tickets (laughs) (laughs) exactly i'm I'm trying to stay in the law in the city ordinance uh this time you know like i hate that i'm across the street and i'm in the way but i'm i'm at least not gonna get a ticket so trying to do what i told the lady i would do like i won't park in the grass anymore and she's like yeah you just park in the the street and I need to call her Monday and say well I parked in the street this way yeah and so, you know that world you know yeah. you know oh, how and, that and, all works and that's what I told the officer I'm like look it's not it's not against you I know you just got a job to do but like I'll, I'll move the vehicles right I'm not gonna move it right now I'm yeah gonna, I'll move it you know I need the kids out of the house yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was either destroy the house or go outside and play basketball go and ride your bike how about the that. weather yeah. today oh it's oh I'm my in, goodness yes, you see I'm in shorts and all that I'm oh. hot so nice. I'll be in Rhode Island this weekend. I mean, next weekend. So there's no telling how cold it's going to be and then oh, to yeah. come back. I mean, one thing about Mississippi is we get all of our winter clothes out. We get all of our plans for cold, and it is not happening right. in the state. It's probably <laughs> not until January. If you're, if we're lucky, we might have like a month to two months of cold weather, and then yeah. that's it. You know, I saw someone post, well, it's October in Mississippi. Doesn't mean anything. We just got the pumpkin spice out and the pumpkins and the Halloween. Same weather. Right. Exactly. But that's okay. So at least we're not 30 below. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I know we've actually been on for an hour. I wow. can't believe it. You have been I've had so, so much fun. fun just learning about you and all that you do. There's so much more I would love for uh, to talk to you about because you have, you're so interesting to me. Thank you. So maybe uh, you and your sister come back on another show. Definitely have to have my sister. She's Mm -hmm. she's got a rodeo. Yeah, come on and let her talk about her rodeo that's coming up. This will be her second annual. So we can't say it's our first rodeo. (laughs) I like it. You did do the little (laughs) bada bing. <laughs> Normally he has that for my uh, my jokes. I well, I love being here. I've got to come buy a t shirt. I've got to find out where your store is. I've got a, a gun that I've got to get a new scope for because obviously I've got scope burn. But I'm so proud of my scope burn. I love telling the story. Oh yeah, those scars. That's what that's what tells the the best. That tells. I know stories. some people look at it and go, I know what that is. I'm like, yeah, and I have a 12 foot two inch gator to prove it. <laughs> 
Well, please come back. I, I, would I really love enjoyed to. it. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, for anybody that else is listening, we'll put your information on there. And if you yeah. want to get in contact with her or, or follow her, then please do so. But we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, be safe.